sweet. All right. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Mediocre Dads. I am your host, Quan, uh, and I'm excited for this episode because, uh, as you can tell, Josh is back, but Josh is not back here just as a simple guest. It's not as a guest, as a person who would just have him show up and then he's going to fade back into the night again. No, 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 no. Josh is here as an officially as a co-host. He's on the Mediocre Team Mediocre Dad's team as a host. I'm excited. We made it officially the other day. We talked about it, went over it. That was a brief conversation. I'm not going to lie, but we talked about it nonetheless. And we are excited to have him here officially on the team. Uh, so, you know, more content's going to come. It might be just me, me. It might just be him. It might, it's going to be both of us. Don't know what's going to happen in the future, but all I know is he's a host now and we're excited to have him. So without further ado, Josh, go ahead and introduce yourself again, but as a host this time. Oh, as a host, as somebody important. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't have a choice. Quan held me at gunpoint. It was, it was a bad thing. He was like, nah, you, you're going to host. And I'm like, do it man it's a horrible idea you don't want me as a host no mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity man um couldn't couldn't do it with anybody better Quan, you're a great friend of mine greatly appreciate everything that you do and and the man that you are and hopefully we can take this platform and and use it for good and uh, get some good messages out there that somebody can can identify with as a dad Oh, absolutely. I think, um, I think we're already doing, we're doing pretty well right now. Right. Uh, I think I've gotten a lot of good feedback, uh, from my, my friends on social media and, and, you know, I appreciate the likes and the shares and all that, um, could be doing it a little bit more, you know who I'm talking about, but nonetheless, I appreciate it. And, um, but no, for real on a, on a serious note, um, we are doing good. Things are coming. Things are changing. I'm still learning the whole the podcaster videographer type of thing. I'm not, I refuse to be called an influencer. Um, and I think Josh is shares my sentiment on this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, quite a bit. Absolutely. Right. So I refuse to be called an influencer. I just, I simply, me and Josh have, uh, experiences and we have a message that we want to get out. And that is, you know, being a dad is awesome, but what comes with being a dad are some challenges that you might not know or not may not think about. Right. And that's what really what mediocre dads is about. So we we give some, our experiences and hope that you can learn from those experiences to be like, I'm not going to make that same mistake, but nine times out of 10, guess what you're going to do? Make that same mistake because you think, you know, best. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. Cause guess what? My dad tried to tell me everything I told me not to do. I did because I thought I knew best. Only the only thing I will tell you that he told me not to do that I did that worked out for me kind of sort of don't tell him this was get dogs. That's the only thing I love. My what's, dogs. The, what's the thought there? What's going on? What's the deal with dogs? Well, so when, um, when me and the wife got married, um, it was like two or three months after we got married and the wife was like, yeah, Hey, I want a dog. And I was like, well, okay, I want a dog. And you know, I initially, when she said that, I was kind of like, all right, well, let me get a hold of my parents because the dogs that I grew up with, I was like, those are basically my dogs. I mean, I was the one feeding them all the time between me and my brother, of course, but nonetheless, I felt they were my dogs. Not an important part of the story, but nonetheless, we, uh, anyway, so I called my parents and I was like, Hey, we want to get dogs. Can I have Bella? Believe it or not, the answer was no. What? Yeah, and I All was right. like, I was like, what, what do you mean? No, she's like, no, we love Bella, you know, and I was like, what? All of a sudden, this love and affection, but 
all I saw and I witnessed was just like, it was a burden to have dogs. Now all of a sudden you want to keep her as if she, well, I guess technically she was theirs, but none, I thought she was more of mine than anything. Um, so we were like, all right, we're going to get dog. We're going to get a dog. And my dad, my parents kind of like called us and sat us down with like, Hey, we don't think it's best that you guys get a dog. Kind of just wait, feel things out, figure you, you know, get your bearings, figure your things out and everything. And I'm like, Nah, I'm good, man. I want a dog. <laughs> I didn't even want any dog. I wanted a German Shepherd. And so, oh, yeah. guess what I got? I got a German well, Shepherd. Very well aware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. He's a he's a pain in the butt, man. He's a big yeah. pain in the butt. So, he my dad was, was like, <laughs> if I had to split it, okay, 60-40. 60-40. I'm not going to tell you which one's the 60. I'm not going to tell you which one's the 40. But that goes back to say... Listen to your fathers. Anyway, I'm off my so- on my uh, soapbox now. We gotta get okay. into this episode. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, this episode came to me in conversation. You know, just talking and um, attempting to get some ideas out there. You know, get some things flowing. Whenever we started, you know, talking about the co-host idea, I was like, boom, this one's it. This is this is the topic, and uh, it's it's parenting from. 7,000 miles away. It's getting that phone call while you're deployed, you know, that's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning your time, but, it, you know, it's it's regular heyday time in America, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. You're scared to death a little bit, and you get the phone call, and it's like, you won't believe what your child did. You need to tell them, you know, what's what. You need to, you know, give it to them and make them understand, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm contemplating everything that's going on around me and I'm like oh okay so that's what we're doing at two o'clock in the morning all right let's go (laughs) but yeah you know topic of discussion you know parenting while you're away or you know being expected to only be uh the vice principal being that you know person of authority only you know only being that person and feeling that obligation from time to time so you know that's the topic that i came up with um what what kind of thoughts hit you um or have you experienced anything like this you know it's not to slander the 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 ladies in our lives but it's it's about you know understanding and educating you know both sides of the of the of the coin you know you've been you've been apart from your family before and what was that experience like did did this ever happen to you? Were you a dad at the time in which you were gone? You know, things like that. You, you know, it's it's funny that this is the the topic that we're discussing. Uh, and I say that because uh, just, I don't know, for, let's call it 30 minutes ago. Um, so the wife is, she has a sore throat. She's not feeling too well right now. And obviously, I'm at a hotel, right? not at my house or whatever in case. Well, most of you don't know what my house looks like, but this is not my normal setup. So, you know, obviously I'm not clearly where I normally is, which is my house. And, um, and so we're on the phone, we're on FaceTime and, you know, she's just kind of telling me kind of about her day and what they were doing. And in the midst of that, what do I hear in the background? What I always hear in the background is screaming, just a screaming, screaming child, Nevea going ham, just ah, and uh, really excited because she's a kid, and that's what just that's what happens. That's what five year olds do. Um, when all parents get on the phone, they scream, and uh, so you know she's clearly she's visually I can see that she's clearly stressed out. It's it was 
seven. We start our bedtime routine at seven o'clock because the bedtime routine, let's just be honest. If your parents, you know, uh, it takes about two hours, you know, you wish it took an hour, but it takes about two hours. And, uh, anyway, so she can't yell or raise her voice to get her attention. So I was like, Hey, give her the phone. So I, she hands, she hands her the phone and I, I'm like, Hey, listen, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go put your pajamas on. Then I need you to go have your bedtime, bedtime snack. Because every time you tell her to go to bed, go to bed, it's time to go to bed. Go brush your teeth. She throws a fit. She's like, I'm hungry. I'm starving. And so, you know, I avoid all that. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm not even, I, I'm going to, we're going to put it in your routine. Go put your pajamas on. Go have your sna- your bedtime snack. Okay, you've had your snack. Now go brush your teeth. Okay, now you've had, you brush your teeth. Now go get your book. And you're going to read, your, mom's going to read you a book. And then after that, it's bedtime, right? But I find my, I found myself giving these directions uh, over the phone because I'm trying to help my wife. But I know it, it, it might seem helpful for for us uh, because we're like, all right, we're laying down the law. You know what I mean? But for them, it's like, yeah, I can see her mannerisms. I see her body body language. She hears you, but she's not listening. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I just, I just going, just, just experiencing this. That's why it's funny that we're having this conversation. Um, and when you brought it to me and you were, and you said, Hey, this is what, I, this is what I think we should talk about. I, I started to think about like, how do, what's the best way for parents to, to really administer discipline from afar, right? You know, we hope and we think that we have that look like our, that our parents have, but that takes time and that takes experience. Um, I'm sure you have that look down. I mean, you have more experience than I do. So I'm sure that you give your, uh, your oldest or your youngest that look and they, uh, they immediately like, all right, he means business. Yeah. So the, the look thing comes and it's, it's kid by kid, uh, Mm -hmm. to be totally honest with you. Um, and it's great that, you know, we get to have this conversation together because, you know, I just heard a term or a phrase the other day and I started to talk to you about it the other night, but it didn't work out. And, um, it's, you know, it's hating on the, it's the old dads hating on the young dads. And I, it it was, it was a funny meme that I saw and it's like, oh, well you haven't seen anything yet. You know, you haven't experienced this, you haven't experienced that yada, 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 whatever it is. But at this, you know, it, it may be something that the army taught me, but it was like, now you need to take that opportunity and discuss those things that those lessons learned that you, that you've had in this situation and then translate it to what you can, you know, to that dad or to that family that you're close with, that you have the ability to have that conversation with and say, you might change your approach a little bit just based off experience or whatever it may be. And it, it's it, the, the topic to me is uh, is one of those things where I found myself, you know, beating myself up after the fact because I was like, all right, I need to take action at this point in time. You know, she's asked me to do something and she needs my help. She wouldn't be calling if she didn't need my help and she's at her wits end, yada, yada, yada. She needs, she needs that extra help in this moment in time. Now, in the moment, I acted, did exactly what was asking me and moved on throughout time and becoming, you know, a more, um, mature father, uh, I, I, I learned that 
the person making the phone call is the person that needs to be talking to the person who they called. And they don't need to pass that phone off. That conversation just needs to be a vent session and, and you know, allow them to just decompress all that crap onto you. That way they, they get it out into the open. It's out into the world. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And then once they get it off their chest, it's like, oh, now I know what I need to do. It's time to, for me to take action because I'm the one that's here that can actually do something. And it, I found that to be like the best asset. And uh, it's you know, just slowing things down a little bit, not trying, you know, put one foot in front of the other before the other one's even down. It's, it's taking advantage of um, the relationship that you've already fostered with the child and not just completely ruining it. But how long but, did it know. take you to to learn how to do that, right? Because, you know, I I I myself have been trying to look for a method that uh, that you just brought up. And as you're talking, I I got excited because it's like, wow, that's something I never thought about of of how to apply that, right? And how to say, hey, instead of you know going hard charging, ready to go putting it to laying down the law. Cause I'm dad and dad, you have to listen to dad. Um, it, it was, Hey, let's take a moment, take a deep breath, take a moment, step back. And Hey mom, what is it you need from me? Just, just kind of talk exactly. to me right now. Focus on me. What is it you need from me? Take it out. Take, let, let me have it. Right. Cause I can take it. Cause I understand where you, I have, I'm, I understand where you're coming from. And then in the midst of that, you know, Boom! You're like, hey, I'm good now. Let me go handle. Let me go take care of these kids because they're stressing me out. But I got, I'm, I can take care of this. Uh, yep. And again, like I said, I never thought of that. I was in the car the other day, and this is, of course, when this is the the day you brought this up to me, and I was thinking to myself, okay, I was like, okay, so what would be a a good method, right, to to uh, to help discipline because I get, I think that's truly kind of what we're talking about is discipline because the dis with the discipline comes the, um, uh, the correction, right? We want to fix that action that's going on because of the, the respect or the, well, let's be honest, the respect is not giving, uh, or is not being given to the mom. And so that AK, that's why she's calling. And, um, but anyway, so I was, I was driving and I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, so she calls me, I'm at a far, far land away, you know, doing my thing, do my army thing. Right. And I'm like, she calls me and what am I to do? Right. And I can't reach my hand through the phone. Um, my vocal cords are are hurt to the point where I can only stay at one tone. Like this is this is going through my mind because I'm trying to think about it from a perspective. Like have a reason have a reasoning for why I can't do the normal things that I want to do. Yell, um, um, get angry or whatever. Right. So I I came up with uh, reasons why I couldn't do it. And then I said, okay, now I have a reason for everything. What I would against why I would, what I would normally do. What am I going to do to solve the, uh, to solve the problem? And I couldn't come up with a solution. And I was, and I was stumped. I was so angry that I, I, I truthfully, I started praying. I was driving, I started praying and I was like, you know what, this is, this is not something that I'm going to figure out uh, overnight. But I was, I was, I kind of got upset with myself because I was like, I don't know what the right answer is. You, you know, you would think my experience uh, have done this for some time that would I would be able to have some some knowledge on the topic, but I didn't. And so uh, 
Anyway, I, I just want I felt I felt compelled to tell you the story because, like I said, I I couldn't come up with a solution. But your solution, man, that is that is that is good. That's a solid solution that I think um, a lot of people never st- took the time to actually think about because we're so focused yeah, on I mean, us, you know. Well, I I think it it all boils down to time, and mm-hmm. I mean, let me frame it a little bit, you know, because. Time is one of those things that we as adults can comprehend fairly well. Right. Unless you're like me and have this attention deficit disorder that decides to take your time away from you and you, oh, it's now Thursday and it's, I thought it was still Tuesday or whatever, you know, that type of thing. There we go. And, um, but we have a pretty good concept of time and we understand it's a fleeting concept. It's not going to be around forever. Our kids look at us now and they're like, oh, this is how old mom is. This is how old dad is. Nothing's changing. That Their birth dates aren't real. Like that, that's not a real thing. Like they have mm. this thing that's in their mind where they live in the now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so my, my breakdown of this and why it's all about time is because if you look at the parent that's struggling, um, we're we're looking at it as we're wasting time and and I use that word very deliberate wasting we're wasting time going through the motions when we know what the goal is well stop for just a second and think about what is your child's goal your child is right now receiving 100% of your energy that feels good that feels real good. When you're getting 100% of someone's energy, I'm not saying 100% of their attention. You're getting 100% of their or their energy. Because I, I know that you know, but the new dad out there may have never wrestled a four-year-old trying to get them lotioned up and pajamas on and, <laughs> you know, a nighttime diaper. No, it's it's... It's an exhilarating event. Your adrenaline is pumping. There's energy involved. That kid. The dancing queens. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then let's say that the struggling parent, oftentimes myself, they get to the point where they have achieved all the goals. All right? Showers complete, bath, whatever you're doing. Get them out. Get them dried off. Head to toe, completely dry. Lotion them up. Get their pajamas, get their nighttime undies on, whatever that may be, at whatever age they are and whatever capabilities they have. You get all of that done, it's like, okay, bedtime. We've we've completed all the tasks that it takes us to get here, and the parent is starting to feel relief. Well, the kid is sensing that relief. Here's where time kicks in with the kid and leaves the parent. The parent feels like they're regaining control of their life time then it then becomes on their terms the kid feels that relief that the parent gives off in turn says no i don't want to give up this time because i am getting all of mommy i'm getting all of daddy right now and i don't want to let that go that's when the stalling techniques come in i need a night night snack i need a banana I need juice. I need water. I need to do this. I need to go hug my brother. I need to go hug my sister. All of these stalling techniques start coming into play. The kid feels it, feels it, feels it, feels it. They're starting to get tired. The parent starts getting more relieved. 
It's like, all right, now I can finally go and get done all the chores that I needed to do so that I can enjoy waking up in the morning and being able to actually function for the day. The kid's saying, oh, no, I'm losing. Mommy or daddy is about to leave the room. I'm not going to get this attention. I'm not going to get this affection. I'm going to lose this. It's never going to be here. I don't know if I'm, you know, what's going to happen once I close my eyes. There's so many different fears of, like, loss and um, abandonment that they don't understand. They don't They don't realize that it's like, we'll be right back. No, to them, it's like, that's the end. I'm no longer going to receive that affection again. So then comes the tantrum. The tantrum is then getting rid of all of the energy that they were storing up because they wanted to hold on to everything that they were experiencing. The tantrum gets rid of all of it. And I, I, I listened to a guy speak today, and he was talking about tantrums. And he said that we need to let them happen. We need to allow our child to have these tantrums without giving them that energy. Because when you react, most of the time, and I know almost every time I react to a tantrum, I get a little heated, get a little upset. Like, yeah. why is this happening right now? Why? Why is this happening? But learning how to control that and say, I'm not going to give you anything of my energy until you're done working through what you're working through, but make them feel safe in the environment in which they're going through it. Because they can't express it. They don't understand. <laughs> they don't have the capability to, to have long-form discussions like, you know, you and I are having right now. It's, it's just, it's not there, we, you know. At five years old, we're looking at milestones of stringing four or five words together and making a sentence. That's a huge accomplishment. Now, take into account you're trying to process losing the thing that has made you the happiest in your life thus far. Right. And that's what's going through their head. So the tantrum happens, then the meltdown, then the crying, and then almost always the reassurance at the end and then it's sleep. How long that sleep is? <laughs> Nobody <don't> know. knows. <laughs> uh, all I've all I've ever learned is go to the roulette table with the plan of losing at least um, all of it, and that place your bet. Most of the time, I, I place my bet on two hours or less. But you know, hey, however it goes. Were and, you listening? Don't worry. To, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I said, and don't worry. You get some relief whenever they turn into teenagers. But then you never see them at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you like it's almost like you lose them at that point. I'm not looking yeah. forward to that stage. Uh were you yeah. listening to um uh, Dads Who Try? It maybe it's it's possible. I, I don't was it know. on was it on like Instagram or something or Facebook? It it, it was on a social media site, not sure. It may oh. have been on your favorite TikTok. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So it's funny because dads who try, which shout out to dads who try, I'm sure they don't even care about our podcast. But anyway, nonetheless, doesn't matter. Uh like and subscribe to Mediocre Dads. <laughs> no, so uh Dads who try, he he has a, he made a video today about that. I was I don't know if it was today, but I saw it today. And so when you said that, that's kind of what I was what I was thinking about. And I didn't get to finish watching it, but that was kind of what the the direction he was going when he was talking about that, about letting kids have essentially letting them throw those temper tantrums. Now I know those senior parents, uh, I call you senior parents cause you know who I'm talking about. If the shoe fits, hey. you're going to wear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to my senior parents out there, you're probably 
kind of cringing or arching back like, oh, you don't like hearing that. But um, the reality is it allows, I, it's for me, it, I think the reality of it, it allows the kids to understand their emotions more, right? Because we have a society right currently, right now, um, that is full of people with mental, mental health issues. And, um, I think a lot of it stems from when they were kids, they were never really able to learn or taught to learn, taught to learn. That doesn't make any sense. They were never taught how to manage their emotions and understand their emotions and know kind of, I'm not going to say know when to, well, I, I will say that no one to apply the appropriate emotion, emotional response in dependence in certain situations. Right. Yeah, never, yeah. never taught how to do that. It was always, if I cry, I'm weak. If I'm happy, I'm good. If I'm angry, well, I'm angry for a reason and, you know, damn the consequences to what happens when I'm angry. Never really, no one really sitting there down saying, Hey, what's going on now? Uh, I said this on my last video. I don't necessarily um, conspire to the whole gentle parenting thing. Um, I do think there is a part of it, the foundation of it, gentle parenting. I think there's a there's a need for it, but I also think there's a need for the old school style of parenting because with the old school style of parenting, there was a there was a uh, there was a line right that kids knew that to never cross. Uh, and I'm talking kind of like, like me, even like my parents or the more the millennials, uh, eight, uh, generation, right. There was a, a, even before that, there was a line that we were taught to never cross you. I guarantee you, Josh, you can think about of, a, a, of the line that you would never cross with your dad. Oh yeah. For you know, sure. Regardless, your dad can make the most obscene, vulgar joke to you and you guys could be laughing about it and you could have something really, a really good comeback in your head, but you would never say it to him because you know, I would, I can never cross that line. And I'm not saying this generation yeah. crosses the line, but I'm, what I'm saying is that was what they, that was what kind of, that was what was taught to us. The only, yeah. the only aspect that was missing from that was learning how to manage our emotions and I'm not saying that's going to solve all the mental health issues that are happening in society. I think that's a big part of it, right? Because when you're a kid and when you send your kids off to school and the teacher calls and says, little Johnny's acting up today, right? What do most people say? What do most people say? Why little Johnny's acting up? Yeah. Because well, the, what did he do? Home, right. What did he do? But yeah. the, my point is like his home life, his maybe things aren't good at home because the reality is everything starts with your home life. It starts with your family. It starts with that, that foundation of teaching those, our kids how to be functioning humans of society, human beings of society. That doesn't just mean teach them how to go work, teach them how to go sit in a desk, listen to the teacher eight hours, eight hours a day, come home, do your homework, get some play time, whether that's video games, hang out with your friends and then go do it all over again tomorrow. No, we're no, that's a part of, that's a piece of it, which I don't really condone it. That's another episode for another time. But what I'm saying is we still have to teach them how to manage our emotions. Right. And I love my parents. This is no hit on my parents, but they never, they didn't teach me how to manage my emotions. 
So I'm still learning how to manage my emotions so I can teach my two girls how to manage my emotions. Cause that's why God gave me two girls. Sorry, Josh, real quick. God, I'm getting off. I'm promise I'm gonna get off my soapbox. That's why God gave hey, me two girls because he knew that if I had two sons, well, I wouldn't be able to teach them what I'm, what I know now. So I had to had, he had to give me two girls to say, Hey, listen, I need to, I need to teach you a lesson before I can give you what you really want. I love my girls and I'm, I'm happy to be a girl dad. Being a girl dad's awesome, but I want two sons. If you hear that wife, you know what that means? Two more kids, equal four, maybe five. We'll see. She's not going to like that. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm off. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think yet again, and I'm probably going to harp on this five or six more times, but it comes down to time. And it, let's look at the boomers. The boomers raised Gen X. Gen X raised millennials. Millennials are raising whatever. Isn't right? it I, don't, I don't even. Y or Z or. I Sure. So I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was X, but I guess I think that was before. Yeah, X was X is before the millennium. At any rate, mm-hmm. um, they the time time it, it all boils down to time, and the boomers did not have time, did not have time to allocate to their kids. Mm-hmm. They're coming off of a war. Simple facts: we lost a lot of people in World War II, a lot. Then we lost a lot of people in Korea. Then we lost a lot of people in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And they were rebuilding and keeping the infrastructure of America going. Like all of the trades were maxed out, you know, during the building of, a, you know, a lot of major infrastructure buildings. There was people waiting at the gate um, without any shoes on for a person to fall off of a high rise just so they could grab their boots and start working. It was, I mean, it was a real thing, man. They didn't have time. So these kids basically raised themselves. You know, you went from, you know, from the baby boomers and, you know, Gen X had to raise themselves. They were essentially feral. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, they, they were a community of kids that got together and uh, made do with what happened. There, there wasn't an option to not like somebody in the group. You just liked someone more. And, you know, that's when the bicycle thing started coming about was was during Gen X. So, you know, like you could always tell where all the neighborhood kids were based off of the yard full of bicycles. And, you know, that transcended time. It went into into my generation as well. Um, and it, we we started gaining more time around the digital age or the digital revolution. And um, all the information that we needed was from our fingertips. We started to work less. Um, Industry started changing. Um, We went through a recession in 2008. We have a lot of time on our hands, relatively speaking. Um, there's going to be a lot of hate out there. People are going to say, well, I'm so busy. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But how many of things, how many of those things do you have to do to survive? And how many of them are luxury things? Because when the boomers came back from war, or when the baby boomers were born after World War II, 
we were broke yet again, just the same way as we were in the 20s. We were broke. We had to come up with something going on. The U.S. government decided to get into the refrigerator business, and there we are. We're building refrigerators. So factories, boom, started coming up. We're building different, you know, household items, different appliances and things like that. We got a whole new restructure on building codes in America so that houses can be built more efficiently and um, at a at a cheaper rate. So, you know, there's a lot the of... Consumer you know, world was started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cap- capitalism was really kicking ass at that point. You know what I mean? It was, it was taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And people's... Yeah, yeah, the... The 70s were kind of rough for industry. (laughs) And then the 80s happened. Uh, Pop culture started becoming a thing. And we haven't really gotten away from that. Like, pop culture. um, Idolizing, you know, sports and sports entertainment versus um, philosophers or, um, or... you know, playing cops and robbers or, you know, Batman and Robin, like the cartoons and those things kind of went away and we started getting into pop culture, you know, rock music, rap music, um, like all of these things became more important and people started throwing a lot more money at them and people started creating more time in their lives and we take for granted that time that we have now and we're realizing because we got so busy in the late 30s all the way into the 50s we got we got so busy we forgot to train the next generation to come up and yeah that new generation didn't find a new way to make more efficient houses faster so therefore they're costs for their homes are going to be more expensive because we're not building homes. We're still in these homes that were built, you know, in the 50s. And there's nowhere to build them. And we're stacking people one on top of another, creating more time because there's no need for things. We're living in luxury every single day. And with that, we are spoiling our children so horrifically. And then we get mad at our children for them being spoiled and acting the way that they do because they've never had to effectively work for a necessity. Everything is a luxury nowadays, generally speaking. I know right. that there's going to be you know, a, a, a certain uh, person or a group of people come in and say, Man, we, we have it rough, yada, yada, yada. I understand that. I'm talking about generalities. Generalities, your your normal um, group of people are going to sit in a room and they're going to say, "Yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that." Yeah, we spoil our kids and then we get upset when they act spoiled. Yep, got it. Moving well, on. Well, I think even even the even the the other groups of people. Um, I say other groups of people. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the, whatever it the, is the you know what i'm saying the the ones outside the minority outside the the general right uh of the group yeah. of populism which we're talking about right because we we're just generalizing yeah. here i don't have facts i could because i guess i have it at my fingertips but anyway no, no just generalizing here right i think even then right they spoil their kids and but just in a different way yeah. right because yeah you, you know like at the uh, a person could say like well 
I'm not doing too well, but they have an, they have an iPhone just like, you know, you know, they have an iPhone 14. I'm not doing too great, but I have an iPhone 14 so I can. Well, good. I, I Go sell that. That's, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know 1300 bucks. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not saying that like, Hey, you don't deserve to have some luxuries in life. I'm not by any means. Right. But I think managing, you know, managing our, um, managing our lives and our time, like you said, better is definitely a big, a big thing. You know, uh, I'll, I'll be watching TV and, you know, she'll come over to me my five year old come over to me and she'll be like, Hey, uh, will you play with me? And this is, this is a, a moment of honesty. Uh, there's, it's especially big when I've come off from work. Um, so I come over work and I'm laying on the couch watching TV. She'll come over. She's like, dad, will you play with me? And I'm like, Oh, not right now. I'm a little too tired. Just let me chill out for a little bit. Knowing that within like 45 minutes to an hour, she's probably going to be get, start getting ready for bed. Um, but like, I'm thinking she's, it's like, man, this is, this time. I just want to just devote to watching TV, blanking my brain, but like, I could be devoting it to her to say, to being like, okay, Hey, she wants that attention that she, and she's asking me for it. Let's play the game she wants to play. And don't get me wrong. I know, I know five-year-old games are not fun. They're not a blast. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you don't want and to you never they're not what fun. they're not fun. You you never finish a game because it, it evolves so drastically throughout. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You'll start you'll start here with dollhouse, doll thing, mom, dad, kids in the swimming pool. And then five minutes later, we're building blocks. And I'm like, what yeah. are we building blocks for? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, She's winning, however it is. Yeah, you know, and so like I've I've had to um I took this I took this um this advice from from a from a from a fellow dad. Uh he's a good friend of mine. Uh he's my best friend's brother. Um he's been married similar amount of time than I have, and he has ooh, three or four kids. I don't know how many kids you have, Micah. But anyway, his name is Micah. So uh, he uh, he told me, he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I come home from work. And he goes, you know, the first thing I do, I put my phone on the charger. Uh, and then I put it on do not disturb. And he goes, and then I just go hang out with the family for the rest of the evening. He goes, so anybody who calls me or texts me, he goes, I don't know it unless I come check my phone periodically and be like, oh, who's who's trying to get a hold of me? And if I deem it's important, then I call them back or text them back or whatever the case might be. But if it's if it's not it's no big deal. Like I'll just, you know, I'll leave it and I'll forget about it. And at the time we were playing video games and, you know, we were playing, we were on the game playing Call of Duty or whatever. And, and you know, that's really where I get to talk most of my, uh, to most of my friends, uh, is through Call of Duty. So, uh, you know, shout out to my friends who play Call of Duty, <laughs> but, uh, Activision Blizzard. Yep. 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 hundred percent. So, uh, we, um, uh, so he, he told me that and I was like, you know what, that is a good idea. And so even being in the army and you know, this just as much as I do, you can get a call anytime, right? A text message in time. Like, oh, we have a muster formation at this time. Everybody want to be there. But guess what? That's not important to me. It is, but it, I lie. I'm not even, I'm not even going to fake the funk. It's not important to me. My phone is on do not disturb. You're going to have to call it back to back for me to hear it ringing. And then I'll be like, oh, what's going on? It must be an emergency. What do you need from me? Right. And then I'll respond. Yeah. Um, but this this time you released me from work. This time here is meant for my family. 
This is meant for them. And I'm going to give that to them because they want it from me. And I enjoy those moments. You know, like I said, I said this two episodes ago, cherish the moments you have with your kids, right? Cherish the moments you have with your kids because they cherish every single moment and every moment to them is, is kind of almost like a last moment, but it's not a last moment. It's a reoccurring moment, if you will, but they cherish it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, we we got to play dollhouse and we did this. And then the Barbie jumped off of the thing. And then we did the karate chops and the tickle monster or whatever the case might be. Right. But like she, we, they enjoy those moments. And, um, you know, I, I, anyway, I just, my whole point with that was just basically like, you know, like disassociate yourself from, from work, from your phone, from the, from the things that made our life, they've made our lives a lot easier, but they've also become distractions and our focus needs to be reroute to our kids. Right. Cause again, we need to, it's up to us to train and as you know, not military style training, but train them to lead them, mentor them so they can be functioning men and women of society, right? They're the future. Yeah. How many times do we hear that kids are the future? So many times. Kids uh, are the future. Yeah. And, you know, it's unfortunate that that information came out late. And um, we, we just have to make sure that we're not repeating the same mistakes. We're not, the legacy can't be, you know, a mistake that causes, you know, years of trauma like no that can't be it we we have to we have to right our wrongs and understand what's going on and and I, again time things that we can't comprehend are the fact that let's just take five-year-olds we we both have five-year-olds right now that is their entire life yep five years mm-hmm. okay we how expect much so much from did, them, though. Gosh. How much do, do, do they remember of that? Probably three. Probably. If Probably that, I'd give it two. Yeah, if that. So let's say that the, the, the everything that they can remember in the world is 24 months, 36 months. We don't make plans as a family unless it's like, you know, a five-year plan. You know what I mean? I mean? Family vacation, things like that, you know, they're pretty quick, easy discussion. But, you know, long term, hey, we're going to buy a house, you know, we're going to you know, make this large purchase, yada, yada, yada. No, that, that their entire life is that amount of time. And they can't comprehend the next day, the next hour sometimes because they're so focused on the now, because their now is their entire world. And that's that's something that's really hard for me as, as a father, as a dad, uh, to comprehend sometimes. And, and it's, for me, I need to go into, into the world of, hey, I, I, I don't know how much time I have, and live in that moment with them, good, bad, or indifferent, however it may be. But the thing that I, I, I also need to take into account is, you know, temper tantrums change. I throw them. I'm almost 40 years old. I throw them. Yeah. Every human throws a temper tantrum from time to time. And it may just look like something different. It may sound a little different. And as your kids age, being cognizant of those changes in the evolution of the way that emotions are displayed are going to be key. And, you know... Between the ages of of seven and nine, 
um, with with my daughters, I that that's the time that I noticed the largest change in the way that they express their emotions. I caught everything a little late. I was I was late to the game on all of it. Um, but as the body evolves with the mind and you enter into that next stage of life, things get a little bit easier because you can predict left or right and you can use your guy brain as an analyst and be like, all right, boom, you know, I've got this period to this period. I'm going to get this type of emotion from her and then move on. You know, there's different stages and I'm not going to name any names, but there are certain girls that I can check a block on for dependent that I know (laughs) when these things are going to happen and I know what to bring to the table to aid in that process of becoming easier. Usually it's chocolate, sour candy, a trip to Target, another trip to Target, one more trip to Target, and then a lot of hugs. So it kind of works out. Oh man, but. you're you're very <laughs> fortunate. Mine is very disgruntled uh anger. She's gonna get so mad when she when she when she hears this because she's gonna say it's not true. That's the biggest thing. She's gonna say it's not true, and that's not how she did. But it is, okay? It is. Because everyone can do the math and figure it out. There's only one woman in my house who's who's getting what we're what getting what we're talking about. And yeah. guess what? It is just that she gets angry. She's angry for no reason all day. She doesn't tell me why. And then end of the day, I come home and she's like, she goes, you didn't give me a hug all day. I was like, all right. So I give her a hug and she's like, I just, uh, you know, it's just that time for me. And I'm like, yeah, you could have said that led with that in the morning. You lead with that. Then I know like, hey, let me back off. Hey, girls. We're going to go find something else to do today. Uh, that's the park. Uh, mom's just going to go sit here and uh, probably watch TV. Oh, that's not fair. That's you know, not fair to mom. Listen, yeah, like, you know, like, it, it was, it's, I can't, I'm not a mind reader. Is your body is not mine. I can't tell you what's going on. You don't know when I have to go to the bathroom. So how do I know what's going on with your body? All right, you got to tell me. You have to tell me, but she doesn't tell me. And then I wake up in the morning like, oh, good sleep. Yesterday was a good day. And then next thing I know is like, I'm glad someone got good rest. Oh, yeah. All right. What, what? What? Okay. Listen, did she keep you up all night? Maybe once or twice. But what does you care? You just slipped through it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What's going on right now? This is, this is way too, this. Something's not something's not right. Something's off. Right? You know, something's off. If it was important, you should have woke me up, which is very hard to do. But anyway, that's not the point of this conversation. So um, No, and that's uh, gonna get you a one good ticket to an ass beating when you get home. Oh yeah. I look forward to it. I yeah. go home tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited to go home tomorrow. Hey, I do man. not like Congratulations. being in this freaking hotel. It is so you yeah. can't probably can't tell from the camera. Um but it's hot in here. Like I think the, the things on like 74 and it's listen, listen, this is the second time it's done it since I've been here where it just, it went up 
and you can't turn it down and you just got you just get sweat out like you know what I'm saying? like you just sit here and oh endure my it gosh. so I'm, yeah. I'm oh my gosh my mic there it goes i'm enduring this right now like i'm legitimately enduring this this heat so look i'm sweating right now <laughs> just know i have back sweat right now it's uncomfortable that's why i'm moving around a lot because it's just like oh, man um but anyway um but yeah, no, I go home tomorrow, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, good to see them hang out with them. We got a full packed weekend for Memorial Day. Um, you know, Memorial Day. Oh wow, I get Memorial Day. Jeez, I guess we should maybe we should say something about that, shouldn't we? Right? I mean, yeah, send it. I mean, we are. I mean, we're not dead yet, but you know, you know, veterans yeah. who were who who have served and gave the biggest sacrifice there is, which is, uh, your life. Um, you know, we thank them. And if you are in the military and you probably know what your, your local base is doing, um, I know here, I guess I'm gonna tell you my location currently. It doesn't matter. It's not like you're going to find me. I'm not that cool anyway. Um, at Fort Cavazos now, by the way, Fort Cavazos, no longer Fort Hood, Fort Cavazos. Um, they usually do uh, oh, over in three core. They they'll they'll lay out a bunch of boots and then flags in them, and you can come by, put a flag in a pair of boots. So they'll ask around for boots from from all soldiers. If you have old boots, donate your old boots, and then they'll lay those boots out, put flags in them. Obviously, they can't be like super stinky or dirty or whatever. But um, but that's something really cool. And then over in San Antonio, they're doing at the the grave, the graveyard over there, uh, that's on base or it's on slash off base or whatever. Um, they, they're asking for volunteers to go set up flags. So your local base is doing something. If you're in the military and you, you know, something important to do, right. To, to, to go pay homage, if you will, to the ones who were here before us. And like I said, gave that ultimate sacrifice. So, uh, my salutes to those ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, because that's a big deal. Uh, that's uh, a price none of us want to pay, but are willing to pay. And so, uh, well, sorry, Josh, you're no longer part of those part of the active duty. So you are not given, uh, you're not giving that up anytime soon, unless I, I ain't mad at you. Crazy countries decide to do something, and they want to. They go can't to call me. They want to come to Alabama, or not come to Alabama. Go to Alabama. Good luck. I wouldn't start there. I would start in yeah. California. You might have a better chance Maybe. of winning, but anyway, <laughs> that's my two cents on that. I won't get too deep into that, but uh, anyway, yes, Memorial Day this weekend. So me and the family, of course, are going to live it up. Um, I don't know why everybody barbecues. Do you know why that's a thing? Why do people barbecue? Why? Why is Memorial Day yeah. and they're like barbecue? We got to do a barbecue. I, I I never understood it because I don't need an excuse to go barbecue. I, really I agree. Enjoy it, so I do I it on a regular basis. So. Not really a need, but I get it. You know, family members coming together might as well just throw something on the pit and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, just just for everyone out there, a little education moment. Uh, Memorial Day, the purpose the purpose is for those who uh, have served and have gone on before us. There's Armed Forces Day, those who are still currently serving. We celebrate them on that day. And then there's Veterans Day. Those are like me that used to be active duty, but said, I'm not going to do that anymore and moved on with their life. Well, not only active uh, duty, but yes. Those are those are veterans. We take the, we only take the active duty people serious, though. Yeah, the rest of you peons, 
Yeah, back <laughs> in my day, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Um, I'm going to let you have it on that, man. I don't have to pull any more staff duties, no CQs, no urinalysis for an entire brigade, you know. I think I'm. I think I'm okay with that. Uh, you are. You are lucky. Um, I have yeah. like. I think I've said this. I have like ten more years, and then I'm. Then I'm calling kibbutz. But uh, are you and the family getting into anything this weekend? Anything yeah. phenomenal I think we're gonna, that you're willing to share? Nah. So uh, one of my kids, she's uh, she's starting her first job this weekend. Lifeguard train. Really, oh. really proud of her for that. Yeah. So she's gonna be uh, enjoying her best life as a lifeguard. Uh, fully trained out there for CPR, first aid, uh, using the AED, the BVD, all, you know, everything. I'm very super proud of her. Um, so shout out, you know, good luck this weekend. Hopefully uh, all your shifts go well and uh, you start making that money. I appreciate uh It's your turn to pay rent. Not again. <laughs> 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 uh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, rent. Oh, I'm sorry. Starbucks is your temporary rent until we determine an accurate price that yeah, yeah. fairly represents what I am owed, yeah. aka 90%, 10%. I think you yeah, can see where the 90% is going to. <laughs> if it's caffeinated, throw it at me and we'll call it good. Um, I almost got coffee before that we did this episode. I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, I really like a coffee right now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I definitely feel a struggle. It's difficult to hold my eyes open now. I've just uh, found out that um, I I found out that there's a, a neighborhood uh, competition for like the best dressed house. So, you know, flower beds and all that sort of thing. And if, obviously I have to win that. <laughs> it's obviously the Me. most important thing as a dad right now is to it, win the best looking house competition in your neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. So I've been working on that. It's been, uh, it's been pretty liberating actually. Um, yeah. Gone out, gone out into the woods and did some foraging and found all kinds of amazing plants out there that, you know, you go to Home Depot or a plant nursery and spend hundreds of dollars on. So just learning how to, you know, harvest them and then, you know, propagate and make my own garden out of what's already out there in nature, which is a lot of fun. And, um, uh, it's still right it, there. Well, Peck, well, I mean, I think it, I don't know how to do any of that. So I think it's a peck of school. I wish I knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's out there, man. And, you know, someday somebody's going to be hungry and I'm going to be like, yeah, bet you are hungry and it comes back to <laughs> necessities of life versus you know being you know catered to all the time you're like such a uh, suck nerd got my tomatoes yeah <laughs> yeah i got them speaking of which i've got tomatoes growing they're doing great um, most people but, grow tomatoes so you're yeah you're, you're super easy yeah tomatoes are easy yeah Just put them in dirt and watch them go uh but at any rate you know it i think this weekend is just you know time to just reconnect as a family not saying that we need it but it's always it's always good to check in make sure that everyone's good to go uh the kids get a lot of time off because they got like zero snow days this year so they're getting a a five-day weekend which is great and um get us you know a little little taste of uh what the summer's going to be like. Summer. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think of a um, high school musical. Don't make fun because my wife just introduced high school musical to my five-year-old and she loves it. And she always yeah. sings the, uh, what's that blonde girl girl's name? Um, You're asking the wrong cat. 
you were in like high school when it came out. It was geared towards your generation, your your generation audience. But us young kids I were like, highly they were like, doubt that. Uh, well, okay. Uh, what year were you in high school again? I graduated in 04. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. You were you exactly. Were, you were a grown man. Anyway, so <laughs> wrong group. Uh, so no. Um, Sharpay. Gosh, couldn't I? I was thinking Topanga. Gosh, all oh, I have had to pay. Hey, now that's my, my days. That's, that's oh, my well, days. Your days. Listen, she's my wife. I don't even listen. My wife is no, listening. I, I know your wife. That is not your wife. Topanga's <laughs> <laughs> my wife. <laughs> so I love her. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, not nah, so Sharp Sharpay, right? She knows all the, those songs and she dances and in whatever the case might be. Yeah, high school music. I don't know why we start I why I mentioned that. I, you said something that just made me think of that. But anyway, nonetheless, we're gonna wrap this up. Okay, guys. I, you don't want to hear us talk about nonsense, which I guess yeah. to some of you that might the whole podcast might be nonsense, which if that is the case, please comment below that it was nonsense and then like and share to your friends and say, hey, listen to this nonsense. It's it's great if you just, you know, it's another way you can support the channel. So we appreciate and I say channel. I don't want to be a YouTube channel. I want to be a podcast, but you know, I have I guess there's YouTube audiences out there. So you know whatever support the podcast support the show uh we we put a lot of effort into this because we come in here talking about our experiences and we ultimately kind of make ourselves look a little dumb in some aspects and you know be honest more than some of y'all out there you know because we we put ourselves we put ourselves in front of this camera so uh that being said like i said hey i am your host kwan and that is my co-host josh yes yes like i said it sounds good coming out the mouth right co-host right oh my goodness listen we have more shows to come uh one show that i would do one real quick i know i just i said my my spiel but i promise this is the last thing um one of these episodes josh we're gonna have to talk about adhd i have it i think you mentioned you have it um so being dads with adhd i think that's something they might want to hear i don't it's know super fun we'll see it's a great life anyway like i said i'm Quan. that's josh i appreciate you guys joining us uh and till next time this is the show mediocre dads Thank you.